0: chapter 57 of the wild huntress this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by shasta oakland california the wild huntress by thomas main reed chapter 57 our weak point for some time the savage horsemen continued their circling gallop around the butte one occasionally swooping nearer but covered by the body of his horse in such a way that it was impossible to sight him these maneuvers were executed by the young warriors apparently in a spirit of bravado and with the design of showing off their courage and equestrian skill we disregarded the harmless demonstrations watching them only when they made in the direction of our animals at intervals a hideous face peeping over the withers of a horse offered a tempting target my comrades would have tried a flying shot had i not restrained them A miss would have damaged our prestige in the eyes of the enemy. It was of importance that we should continue to believe in the infallibility of the fire weapon. After a time, we observed a change of tactics. The galloping slackened, and soon came to an end. The horsemen threw themselves into small groups at nearly equal distances apart and formed a ring round the butte most of the riders then dismounted a few only remaining upon their horses and continuing to dash backward and forward from group to group these groups were beyond the range of our rifles though not of the sergeant's musket but the savages both mounted and afoot had taken care to make ramparts of their steeds at first this manoeuvre of our enemies appeared to have no other object than that of placing themselves in a position to guard against our retreat a moment's reflection however told us that this could not be their design there were but two points by which we could pass down to the plain on opposite sides of the butte why then should they surround us it could not be for the purpose of cutting off our retreat that could be done as effectually without the circular deployment their design soon became apparent we observed that the muskets were distributed among the groups three or four to each with these they now opened fire upon us from all sides at once keeping it up as fast as they could load the pieces the effect was to render our situation a little more perilous not having the means to make our parapet continuous we were at several points exposed had we had good marksmen to deal with we should have been in danger as it was we drew well back towards the centre of the platform and were screened by its outer angles now and then a shot struck a rock sending the splinters in our faces but all four of us escaped being hit by the bullets we had made an observation that rendered us uneasy we had observed a weak point in our defence we wondered that our assailants had not also noticed it around the butte and close up to its base lay many boulders of rock they were prisms of granite that had been detached from the cairn itself and rolled down its declivity they rested upon the plain forming a ring concentric with the circular base of the mound many of these boulders had a diameter of six feet, and would have sheltered the body of a man from our shots. Others, again, rested along the sloping sides of the butte, also of prismatic shapes, with sides overhanging. These might form ramparts for our assailants, should they attempt to storm our position. Even the spreading cedars would have hidden them from our sight they were the trailing juniper of the western wilds very different from the virginian cedar they were of broad bushy forms with stunted stems and tortuous branches densely set with a dark acetyless foliage they covered the sides of the butte from base to middle height with a draping perfectly impenetrable to the eye though there was no paths save that already mentioned assailants active as ours might unseen have scaled the declivity should the indians make a bold dash up to the base of the butte leaving their horses and take to the rocks they might advance upon us without risk while working their way up the slope they would be safe from our shots sheltered by the projecting prisons and screened by the trees we should not dare to expose ourselves over the edge of the platform since the others remaining behind the boulders below would cover us with their aim and the shower of arrows would ensure our destruction those who might scale the mound would have us at their mercy assailing us simultaneously from all sides and springing suddenly upon the platform ten to one against us they could soon overpower us these were the observations we had made and the reflections that resulted from them we only wondered that our enemies had not yet perceived the advantage of this plan of attack and since they had neglected it so long we were in hopes that the idea would not occur to them at all it was not long before we perceived our error and that we had miscalculated the cunning of our dusky foes we saw the indians once more taking to their horses some order had reached them from the red hand who stood conspicuous in the midst of the largest group of his warriors the movement that resulted from this order was similar to that already practiced in the endeavor to stampede our animals only that all the band took part in it even the chiefs mounting and riding amongst the rest the marksmen alone remained afoot and continued to fire from behind their horses once more the mounted warriors commenced galloping in circles round the butte we perceive that at each wheel they are coming nearer and can divine their intent it is the very plan of attack we have been apprehending we can tell by their gestures that they are about to charge forward to the rocks regardless of the fire from the plain we creep back to the edge of the parapet and point our pieces towards the circling horsemen we are excited with new apprehensions but the caution to keep cool is once more passed around and each resolves not to fire without being certain of his aim on our first shots will depend the success or failure of the attack as before we arrange that two only shall fire at a time if the shots prove true and two of our foes fall to them it may check the charge perhaps repulse it altogether such often happens with an onset of indians on whom the dread of the fire weapon acts with a mysterious effect on the other hand if we miss our fate is sealed and certain we shall not even have the choice of that last desperate resort on which we have built a hope we shall be cut off from all escape for our animals will be gone before we can reach them on foot it would be idle to attempt flight even could we run the gauntlet through their line we know they could overtake us upon the plain we feel like men about to throw dice for our lives and dice too that are loaded against us nearer and nearer they come until they are coursing within fifty yards of the butte and scarcely twice that distance from our guns were their bodies uncovered we could reach them but we see only their hands feet and faces the latter only at intervals they draw nearer and nearer till at length they are riding within the circle of danger our superior elevation gives us the advantage we begin to see their bodies over the backs of their horses a little nearer yet and some of these horses will go right at us over the plain ha! they have perceived their danger, one and all of them. Notwithstanding their cries of bravado and mutual encouragement, they dread to make the final rush. Each fears that himself may be the victim. Our heads were growing dizzy with watching them, and we were still expecting to see some of them turn their horses and dash inward to the butte when we heard a signal cry circulating through their ranks all at once the foremost of them was seen swerving off followed by the whole troop before we could recover from our surprise they had galloped far beyond the range of our guns and once more stood halted upon the plain end of chapter fifty seven